everybody. I'm Nate Moore, and this is the first podcast of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy on using data in a medical practice. What I want to talk about today is no-shows. MGMA's practice operations survey data shows no-show rates are around 5 to 6%, depending on your specialty and your uh, geographic location, things like that. So I want to suggest a three-step process to improve no-shows in your practice. Step number one, measure those no-shows. Gather all the appointments. Get all the data you possibly can around appointments. Not just no-shows, but I want all appointments so I can get a percentage of no-shows versus kept appointments. And I want to be able to slice that data by provider, by location, by day of the week, by time of day, by appointment type. Maybe it's new versus established patients or whatever. I want to look at what's their primary insurance, what type of patient is it. Get as much data as I possibly can around those no-shows and get it in a pivot table. And then I can slice and dice and get trends and information. And I can really start to understand what's going on. While you're grabbing data, another thing you might look for is to measure no-shows by how many days it took to schedule the appointment. In other words, if today's Monday and I call in to get an appointment and I can't get in until two weeks from today, then that's 14 days it took to schedule the appointment. And I've seen groups chart that information where the y-axis is the no-show percentage and the x-axis as you go out to the right is how many days it took to schedule an appointment. You can get some interesting patterns out of that chart. I worked with an orthopedic group, and when they did that chart, you could almost learn your seven times tables from the spikes after seven days, 14 days, especially after 21 and 28 days, their no-shows had spikes. So they went back, did their homework, and it turns out that one of the physicians was saying, hey, if it still hurts, come back and see me in four weeks. And so the patient said, well, the doctor is hard to get into, so I better schedule an appointment. And if it doesn't hurt, the doctor said, don't come back, and then their no-show rate spiked. And it was simply a matter of educating the provider and say, hey, there's a different way to communicate this information to the patient. Hey, if it does still hurt, we'll get you in to see the physician. You can get an appointment and just don't make an appointment unless you're going to show up. Uh, Similar issue with dermatology practice. When they charted their days to schedule versus no-shows, what they found was their no-show rate about doubled after three days. And what was going on, I think, is after three days, either the rash or the issue or whatever went away, or they spent those three days saying, hey, I'm going to go find another dermatologist. And so what this practice is, they said, you know what, we need to get as many patients as we can in within three days. And so if we got to do advanced practitioners or whatever we got to do in terms of eligibility and benefits, we're going to get those patients in the door so we don't lose them within that three-day window. So I think... The summary of step one is build yourself enough data to get a benchmark so that you can see if your process to improve no-shows helps. Step number two is implement a plan to reduce your no-shows. I'm a big fan of an MGMA feature called MGMA Stat. What they do is every Tuesday they send out a text message. So it's a very brief you know, survey question in this MGMA Stat. So every Tuesday you get a text message with a question. Every Thursday they send you a text message with the results from four or 5,000 people across the country that are being surveyed in real time to get a sense and a pulse for what's going on in healthcare. If you're interested in participating in MGMA Stat, simply text the word Excel to 33550 to participate. You don't have to be an MGMA member. You just have to be interested in healthcare. 33550 in the word Excel, and you'll be part of MGMA stat. So one of the recent surveys said, what do you do to prevent no-shows? And 52% said they use multiple methods. It's not just a phone call or an automated thing or whatever. 52% were doing multiple things to try to reduce no-shows. And in a separate MGMA stat survey, 88% said they'd automated it. They used some kind of automated appointment reminder system to try to decrease no-shows and remind patients about their appointment. 
I was speaking at a meeting in the Pacific Northwest last year and heard about a pediatric practice where if you don't show up, the pediatrician calls the, pa- the parent of the patient and says, hey, where were you? And, you know, that's a cultural thing. I'm not sure that works for a lot of practices. But in this environment, it showed that the pediatrician cared about the patient and said, hey, mom and dad, where were you? I want to take care of your patient or your child, my patient, your child. Other groups will try to double book appointment slots. And again, the data is your friend here. Data mind to find when's the best time to double book an appointment slot. Is it, you know, Wednesdays at 2 in the afternoon? Are we better off on Friday mornings? When are the highest no-show rates? And when am I going to be least disruptive in the schedule to put that double booked appointment slot in? And it may vary by location or by provider. But again, if you've got the data, you can drill down on that and say, this is where I'm going to try to double book appointment slots to be more efficient with my provider time. Some practices will charge patients a no-show fee. And some of this is based on the culture of the practice and the market the practice operates in and how that works. And there's a difference between charging the fee and collecting the fee. But some practices have seen success with this no-show fee to say, hey, the first no-show, maybe the first no-show is covered or there's no charge or whatever. But after a certain number of no-shows, then the, the, key, the fee kicks in. And it, that's what it takes to be part of the practice. I talked to another group when I was speaking last year. And they said, we're not going to kick patients out of our practice for too many no-shows. It's tough to be poor. Transportation, other issues, it's tough to be poor. So what this practice says is, hey, if you can't keep an appointment and you've got three no-shows, you know what? We're not going to let you set an appointment anymore because it's too hard for you to keep it. But what we will do is we'll say, hey, if you call and you want to be seen, we'll get you in that day. You, you're, you can only do a same-day appointment, and you may wait a little while to be seen, or you may not see the provider you were thinking about or whatever, but we'll get you in that day because that's the only kind of appointment you can keep. Other practices have had success by helping patients understand the social component of a no-show, saying, hey, look, there's a four-week wait time to see the provider that you're scheduled to see. And if you don't show up, these patients that are waiting four weeks are going to wait even longer to be seen. And if you'd call us, we could get them in. And, you know, by the same token, by you not showing up and putting everybody else back, it's going to make it harder for you to get in to see this provider as well. And so since everybody's waiting longer, give us the courtesy of notification if you're not going to show up. Which leads me to another question of what's the difference between a 24-hour cancellation and a no-show, or a 48-hour cancellation, or a 72-hour cancellation and a no-show? I think most practices can recover from a 72-hour cancellation, but can you recover from a 48 or 24? And What can you do in your practice to make it easier to reschedule a patient and get somebody to fill that slot so that as soon as you find out there's a no-show, you can get somebody in that slot and in your practice as quickly as possible. What can you do on your end to make it easier to reduce no-shows? And I think sometimes it's so easy to say, hey, the problem's out there and it's those dang patients or whatever. And as long as the problem's out there, there's nothing we can do. But if we can look at some of these ideas around multiple methods or appointment reminders or automating things, How do we reach out to patients socially? Does it mean the pediatrician calls them or does it mean we explain to them, hey, the four-week wait time, this is what you need to do? What do you do in your practice to reduce no-shows and what methods work in your market? And that may be a bit of trial and error and that leads to step three. And step three says, remeasure those no-shows in that pivot table. So if the rate used to be 8% and now it's 6%, is it 6% across the board? Is it 6% for all providers? Is it 6% for all days? Is it 6% for all locations? Do you see where I'm going with this? What can you do to measure the progress that step two did and say, all right, it worked every place but here, but it worked with these kind of providers, but not this subspecialty or not at this location. 
and kind of making an iterative process to say, you know what, I'm going to come back again and again and look at no-shows and measure my progress and try to drive that no-show number down as low as I possibly can because what I'm really trying to do is protect my most important practice asset and that's my provider's time. And come back to this, you know, three months later, six months later, nine months later, make sure that the improvements that we make hold so that no-shows go down in your practice. I hope you find this podcast helpful for you. And as you look for more ideas of how can I reduce no-shows or how can I run pivot tables or where are more ideas to help me in my practice and business intelligence and all that, please visit moresolutionsinc.com for all kinds of good ideas about how to use data in a medical practice. Thanks for joining me today.